Welcome to All Things Health and Abundance podcast, the podcast where we discuss different health-related issues and come with real tips and advice. Today we'll be discussing infertility and impotence in men. What is impotence and infertility? Are the two linked? What are the reasons behind these two disorders? Are they in any way related to stress? Or is the most common reason the malfunction of the male reproductive tract? And what can we do to restore health? That's what we'll be discussing today. Today with me is Dr. Jean-Jacques Dugois, or otherwise known as Dr. JJ. Dr. JJ is a neuropathic doctor in Toronto with a PhD in pharmaceutical science. He offers a wide variety of naturopathic health services for a number of different conditions and health concerns, anti-aging solutions, skin and hair treatment to disease such as cancer. Mm. I came across an interview with him, which I simply loved. So I decided that I really had to ask Dr. JJ to be on the show and he accepted. So I'm really happy that he's with us today. So I don't know if I missed something in the introduction. So maybe you want to let us know a bit about it. Yeah, I mean, those are sort of the cold notes. I mean, I've been practicing since 2003 and I see a wide array of patients and some of which are subfertility and fertility, male and female infertility. So it's, it's a topic I'm perfectly happy to talk about. So yeah, yeah that's great. Thank you for having me. Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> My pleasure. I was thinking to ask you first, if you could describe mm-hmm. a bit, what is impotence and sterility in males? Right. So, so basically, so impotence is the inability to have an erection or maintain an erection or an inability to ejaculate. So that could be due to a bunch of different reasons, which we get to in a sec. Sterility, infertility, subfertility. I don't like to use the word sterility Mm -hmm. because it sounds very bad. I mean, it just very, I mean, I find it's very almost injuring to a male ego when they're told they're sterile. So fertility is commonly used, but lately I use more subfertility. So which means that you're you're not really you know you're kind of you're not really fertile you're almost there. So patients will just adapt to the word, um, but basically it's subfertility. Basically, just means that you're lacking sperm. Um, so in semen, you have a mix of um, sperm, seminal fluid, and prostatic secretions. So so semen people often refer to semen as sperm, but 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 uh, the the sperm are in the semen. So basically, if you are having issues of subfertility, either you don't have enough sperm, so the numbers are low. Mm-hmm. They're more damaged, so we'll, crumb, we'll see like, you know, chromosomal defects. We see this a lot due to cigarette smoking, environmental exposure, chemicals, mm-hmm. anything from, you know, paints to VOCs to car exhaust, flame retardants, all these could damage your sperm. And also motility. So your, your sperm needs to swim forward. So we're finding a lot now mm-hmm. men of having motility issues. So their sperm either just don't swim or they swim all over the place, but they don't swim forward. They need to swim forward to be able to, to reproduce. Are the two related? You, well, I mean, if you're impotent, it's harder to conceive because you can't, you know, potentially you can't ejaculate. You can't, you can't maintain an erection or have an erection. So that's where you'll see procedures at fertility clinics where if a man is able to maintain and, you know, ejaculate quickly, they could do something called an IUI, an intrauterine injection. So mm-hmm. basically the man will ejaculate into a cup and then they'll insert it into a woman as she's ovulating. Yeah. So success rates on those are so-so. and seem to be spectacular, mm-hmm. but they've helped some patients. If you are subfertile, you're not necessarily impotent. So, so the answer to that is yes and no. 
does it mean that what causes impotence mm -hmm. can eventually cause? Yeah, the, the two could be linked. So, I mean, reasons of impotence, stress, I mean, that definitely would be, would be an issue. Cigarette smoking would definitely affect uh, fertility and impotence. Type 2 diabetes, there's a number of medications that could affect impotence and fertility rates. So chemotherapy drugs would be an easy one. But even medications that you would use for, say, Crohn's and colitis, like sulfasalazine, those are used a lot in the beginning stages of the, this condition. They could drop your sperm count. If you're celiac, for example, and you're having gluten, well, then that could decrease your, your sperm count. Um, oh, yeah, that is yeah. you know, For tight underwear. We definitely, there's a reason why the testicles yeah. are outside the body is because they, they don't do well under heat. So no saunas, no hot tubs if you're trying to reproduce. So I know in, in Norway, you guys love saunas. Saunas are great. I love saunas yeah. too. But yeah, you have to, you know, loose underwear. I love bamboo briefs. I recommend to, to men to get bamboo. Bamboo is naturally cooling. Okay. Yeah, it usually helps a lot. It's more comfortable. You sweat less and keeps the testicular heat down. I could just go on and on. And then there's physiological th or anatomical things like you could have a, a cyst between your testicle and ejaculatory duct. So sometimes they're fine, sometimes cause an issue. You know, varicose vein between the testicle and then the, uh, the ejaculatory duct, and that could just cause overheating of the testicles. So there's a long list of why people could have these conditions. Yeah, I always thought that it was a myth with tight underwear. Oh, but it's true. Actually yeah, the heat. There's also an interesting study where they looked at sperm counts in men who ran, swam, and did cycling. Running, no issues. Swimming, no issues. But cycling, because the friction, the tightness of the shorts yeah. can cause an issue in the short term. So you have to be careful about that. I mean, if they're wearing it for half an hour yeah. as they do a workout, it's not yeah, the okay. world. But if they're wearing it all day and a lot of men sleep in their underwear, then you want loose-fitting stuff, especially at night. Good. That's yeah. good to know. Is it true that anywhere from one-third to actually 76% of men have experienced some sort of erectile dysfunction? I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. The type of thing men normally discuss. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. Because I find so much about this online about females, like menstrual disorders. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to find information. But... It's not so much about men. They don't talk so much no, about it. No, right? I, mean, I mean, men uh, nowadays, I mean, they are a little bit more open to talking about it and also, you know, going out and trying to find solutions for it. I think someone, if a man would say that it's never happened to them, I, I would be a bit suspicious. Alcohol could cause it. Mm -hmm. A lot of men drink. Yeah. Cannabis, I mean, delegalized de in a lot of countries now, can cause mm -hmm. it too. And a lot of men smoke cannabis. So... You know, there are medications too, antidepressants, anti-anxiety meds could cause that too. So I would be surprised if someone would come out and say, oh, no, never me. I'm like, really? <laughs> really? So, uh, but it happens. I mean, if it happens on an ongoing basis, that's when, you know, you need to look into it and come up with a solution for it. I think, I I think it probably happens to everybody. Just people don't want to, they yeah. just don't want to, you know, they want to just zip it and that's it. They just don't yeah, want to talk about that. Yeah, I understand. It's about the male ego or something? I guess. Or, I mean, it's a very sensitive topic. When I see couples coming in for fertility treatments, most mm -hmm. of the time it'll start with the wife or the partner. Um, and then, and I would say, I would say, you know, more now than it used to be, the men will be more open to, to going for semen analysis to see if the issue is actually with them, um, which is good. But there are still some men that refuse to have their semen analyzed. They just refuse. It's, I guess, just ego issue or virility issue or manliness. I'll take your pick. But there are still some that I have patients that 
their partners will not go get checked and they're having fertility issues and partners, that's just not going to happen. So it's just un unfortunate because it could be due to male or female reasons, but there's more openness to it now. I mean, men are a lot more health conscious. I would say I've definitely noticed that in the last, you know, 20 years I've been practicing men have become a lot more health conscious. Definitely. Well, the most important part of all this, how do we deal with it in a oh, natural way? Yeah. Is there any advice you can give to men that are maybe suffering from both or one of the issues? Yeah, so one we start with, with impotence. So first of all, yeah. there has to be a desire. So a good question I ask men is, you know, how is your libido or are you, you know, are you sexually attracted to your partner? Do you want to have sexual intercourse? If you don't, well, then there's something going on. So... The drop in libido okay. can be due to depression, anxiety. Most of the time, it's due to stress, stress and the relationship, mm -hmm. stress at work, stress at school, stress at, you know, family stresses, you know, you, 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 you take your pick. Because what happens is when you're stressed, you're making adrenaline and noradrenaline, which is true, but you're also making cortisol, which is a stress hormone. And cortisol is very good at binding to a hormone receptor site. So what happens is cortisol, when you have a lot of cortisol kicking around, it's going to bind to uh, your, your hormone receptors and prevent the attachment of other hormones like testosterone. So that's the first question I ask is if someone's having a libido issue, are you stressed? Can it be that because they're not in love with their partner anymore? Can this be it's a possible. reason too? Yeah, that's possible. Or, or they're not physically attracted or anything yeah, like they that? Could, they could not okay. be physically attracted to their partner. Also too, maybe they also don't feel as attractive. You know, since the pandemic, and we call it the pandemic oh, yeah. 15, it seems like everyone's put on 15 pounds. <laughs> so, so maybe you feel <laughs> less attractive. So that makes you more self-conscious. So could be that also. I mean, for, for libido, a good place to start is, well, it isn't, it isn't. You could test testosterone levels. However, testosterone mm -hmm. levels are a little bit frustrating. So I, I have patients that have terrible, terrible testosterone levels, but they're horny. They want to have sex with anything that moves and they're great. They're going to the gym. They're mm -hmm. you know lifting weights, building muscle, and they're all fine. And then I have men with normal testosterone levels and, you know, they can't build muscle. They go to the gym with no energy. They're tired, no libido, terrible libido. Yeah. So, so, you know, and I, I'll t there's three you could do. There's biologically available testosterone, free testosterone, total testosterone. And sometimes the numbers don't mm -hmm. match at all how, how the patient feels. So there you okay. go. So libido, so you have to have sex drive. And then basically you need to have nerve stimulation. So that's where it becomes an issue in diabetics. Diabetics often get nerve damage because of the high sugars in their blood. So it attacks the nerves that feed the penis. So the penis is less sensitive and also affects the nerves that feed the blood supply to the penis. So it needs to be sensory, you know, it needs to be nerve supply. There needs to be vascular flow. Same thing for smoking, heart disease, diabetes. Again, if there's less blood getting into the, the penis, then it's not going to engorge and become erect and stay erect. So here, I mean, there's been some neat procedures, shockwave therapy. I mean, I, I think that's, you might have of that in Norway also. You know, a little bit on mm -hmm. the painful side, but it gives a lot of shocks to the penis to stimulate blood flow to the vessels again. And that, that has some good data. Um, that sounds yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? When men want to, of their plumbing work, they'll take a little bit of pain for some <laughs> long-term improvements. Okay. Um, there's the meds too, like the Cialis's and the Viagra's, all that stuff too that you could take. Acupuncture is useful. And what do you do too? I mean, for men who come in with the erection issues, some questions about their pelvic floor. So yoga would be, right? So, yeah. you know, have you ever played mm -hmm. ice hockey? Have you fallen on the ice on your tailbone? Have you fallen on stairs and hit your yeah. tailbone? Car accidents? Do you ride a bike? Do you ride a hard bike seat? Are you repeatedly taking shots to your to your pelvis, right? And then 
pelvic floor physio, pelvic floor yoga. I think uh, I've had a lot of guys, especially with prostate issues and erection issues, you have them do some pelvic floor yoga and they, you see some, see some really, some really good improvements. Uh, so you, you also mentioned acupuncture, mm -hmm. right? Do you want to elaborate upon? Yeah. So, so acupuncture is uh, uh, basically the whole system of channels that run on the body. And so similar mm -hmm. to, to, to yoga, you've got, uh, you know, different chakras. So they also coincide mm -hmm. with acupuncture points. So, so based on the Chinese mm -hmm. system, there's six organs and two other additional channels that kind of run up and down the arms, the legs, the front, the back, etc. And depending on which point you're hitting, it has a certain property from stimulating the kidneys. In Chinese medicine, kidneys control your reproductive organs. So you do a lot of kidney work. You can do some local work to try to stimulate blood flow to, to basically the penis. So you're doing points right around the pubic area or between the, the anus and the testicles as a, you know, obviously a very sensitive point, but there's yeah. uh, some points you could do there. And the philosophy is that if you need to do acupuncture, it's because the meridian is blocked. So you're basically sticking a needle in there just to get the energy, the chi to flow through oh, to, to allow it to... I understand. Through. Well, it's, we have the same in yoga. Mm -hmm. In yoga, we see impotence as related to a blockage of pranic circulation, which is the energy of life, like mm -hmm. chi. And yeah. in yoga, we call it prana, yeah. right? There's definitely some mm -hmm. some overlap in terms of philosophy between them. So it's all coming from yeah. the same, the same uh, philosophies, really. Yeah. Yeah, and then on the fertility side, zinc is key for sperm count. Yeah, zinc. zinc is a very common okay. one. Uh, I mean, I read a study a few years back where uh, I think 50, the sperm counts have decreased by fifty percent in the last fifty years. Um, so likely just due to chemical estrogens or xenoestrogens in the environment, chemicals, toxins. That's probably been a contributing factor. Likely stress, probably more stress. So zinc is good. Carnitine and acetylcarnitine. Mm -hmm. They help with sperm motility. Glutathione, very useful for protecting sperm against antioxidant damage. Same thing for coenzyme Q10. Vitamin E, very useful. Vitamin C, selenium. Pumpkin seeds on the diet side, very high in zinc. Good for guys, good for the prostate. Mm. Uh, yeah, very, very good. So and acupuncture too will help for men and women for acupuncture for fertility yeah. purposes. All this mixture of natural ways of healing, it actually mm -hmm. works, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I totally believe in it, but probably there will be people that are a bit skeptical listening to this. So that's why I wanted to, to ask this kind of mm -hmm. question. Yeah. So there are good yeah, results, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, there are some rare conditions where some men just don't produce sperm. And I mean, those, I, you know, to my knowledge, can't be reversed. Mm. I, I haven't seen a ton of those patients. So I don't know. I'd be skeptical if they could be fully reversed. But for the most part, if someone's seen with subfertility and the numbers are low, Usually with these types of treatments, you're normally able to get the numbers up and get the motility going. Obviously, you know, if someone continues to be a drinker, a smoker, you know, and continue with risk factors that they aren't addressing, well, yeah. then we can't work miracles. But, you know, most patients, <laughs> by the time they come and see me, they're willing to, to, do, to, to do the hard work and you know, get better. Okay, that's amazing. That's quite some tips, actually. Quite some stuff someone can do on their own. Well, last thing before I let you go. If someone wants to get in contact with you, how can they Oh, great. You? So my website is askdrjj.com. So A-S-K-D-R-J-J.com. Um, yeah, we're in Toronto. You mm -hmm. don't have to come here. Since the pandemic, we've got <laughs> fancy microphones and great video, and we see a lot of patients virtually. Yeah. So. If you have any questions, we're happy to, to help out. And uh, yeah, just visit the website. So you actually have patients outside of Toronto? Yeah, well. absolutely. Yeah, I see the farthest patients Perfect. I see are Australia and uh, Singapore. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. 
Do you have anyone from? Uh, no, no one in Norway. I do have. Uh, Maybe. No, not yet. Not yet. Could be. Could not be yet. Um, <laughs> Probably yeah, a soon. Few in Europe, a bunch okay. in the Middle East, a bunch of other corners of of Asia, some in the U.S. So yeah, we've seen. No, it's been great. I have to admit that's one of the good things with the pandemic is we're. We're quite good in the word virtual. Yeah. We do a lot of things virtually now. Yeah, at least one. Yeah, one good thing. One good thing. <laughs> one good thing it. came from it. And uh, you actually work with a variety of different disorders, yeah. right? Yeah. So they can contact you about, not just about mm -hmm. impotence, but about a variety of different Yeah, absolutely. Issues. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm happy to help. Yay! Thank you so much. Thank you for being you're here. You're most welcome. Us. Great and, question. Uh, <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. It's really, yes. yoga's awesome. I'm, I'm one of the least flexible people in the world but i try i do my two percent bending at yoga what we say <laughs> you know we say that someone doesn't do yoga because they're, they're not flexible it's like not taking a shower because you're dirty that's true. so that's true then you just need something i know i know i need to do more. and it's not about that anyways i'm not i'm that's not the easiest person to watch when i do yoga but you know it gets done <laughs> i won't be posting it to youtube episodes of me of me doing yoga it's not going to be extremely motivating no but, but you know uh, it gets done, it gets done. <laughs> it's about restoring exactly. health actually that that is that is the point of it even though nowadays it has become more of an acrobatic thing it's actually about restoring absolutely. health so that's the most important part yeah, of absolutely. it absolutely yeah moving movement getting blood flow getting the the, the prana getting it all to move all that's right well, okay well thank you well i hope to have you some other time again here with us thank you. you're thank welcome you so much. Alrighty, thank take you care so much Thanks, now it's your turn let us know what health and abundance subjects you want us to cover in the future do that by commenting on the post on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much to Dr. JJ for being here with us today. Hope to have you again on call some other time. If you liked it, please leave a review at podchaser.com. Just search for the podcast and write a good review. If you have questions or if you want to book a session with me, please do let me know on Instagram. In the next episode, we'll be talking about anxiety. And remember, we're always creating your health and abundance. What do you choose to create today?